Welcome, campers. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts. And you're listening to Breaking Camp Podcast, conversations about the outdoors and everyday life. Welcome, Bryce. Happy Friday. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. What is it? We didn't even talk about it. It was Father's Day. Oh, last weekend. We didn't. We didn't talk about it. What uh happy happy Father's Day. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Do you do anything fun? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so like I mentioned last show, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we're pickleballers, <laughs> I'm thinking about getting some gear. Get the gear. <clears throat> Get yeah, the gear. so we've been we've been kicking this idea around. So Tell me what you got. So here's what I'm thinking about starting with is maybe like some of those striped wristbands. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like with the USA, uh, the Olympic colors, right? White. Yeah. yeah. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Sweat a bands. headband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got that. I'm thinking about probably some shorts that are just too short and tight. Yeah. Oof. Ah, uh, boy, those just make me uneasy. So, Okay. Okay. Well, next, maybe some tall white socks. <laughs> okay, I could get down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you you've, have you ever seen pickleball played? Mm-mm. Me neither. Never, never have. I no. don't. We but we got to talk with uh, one of your friends a while back, and they mm-hmm. have some pickleball courts. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have a date night. Mm-hmm. Not just you and I, but like our <laughs> wives. Yeah. We're gonna have a date night. We gotta hurry because he's moving. Oh, he is moving? <clears throat> yeah, the the facility is not changing, but yeah, he's moving. Well, I thought he already moved. Well, yes, but it's finalized. He's being sold. Are you watching the clock? I was just looking at it. <laughs> no, okay, he, so it has already sold, so it's, oh, okay. It's in the process that. of, okay. but he's got a gym is what you're meaning. And the he's, one guy invited us out he, there. Yeah, he's so like, come, come out, out, come out and play pickleball. Deej. So the Deej. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to do it. Okay, so I'm into pickleball because it's less running than tennis. Mm-hmm. My thing with tennis is the ball goes way too far. Like when you hit it, it goes so far. Like it shouldn't travel. You know what I mean? Like it's not like badminton. No, where you where swing it slows for the down. fences and it goes. Yeah, yeah I like that because it kind of helps you out. But I do. Tennis I do just like some. Launches. I do like some badminton. Yeah, I like badminton. I do like the noises in tennis. Yeah. And so apparently I mean I used to watch some women's tennis back in the day. But anyway. Uh, a little shout out to um our our uh I don't know if we can call him a friend yet or not, but to Hank Patterson, like he posted something on his Instagram the other day. He was casting a fly rod from a raft. Using tennis noises, and it oh was he? It was hilarious. I didn't see that. Yeah, so funny. He's like, he's like, you know, false casting. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's hilarious. Uh, it was just dumb but funny. <clears throat> okay, I uh, I did not see that. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, no, but I used to watch <laughs> a fair amount of women's tennis, so I would hear mm-hmm. the noises that they. But there was a period ridiculous. where tennis was in its prime. But anyway, so I like the idea of pickleball. Yeah. Less running. Less running. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
less chasing the ball, too, from what I understand. <laughs> That's just a style. You're like, my style is less chase, less more stand. <laughs> more stand. So especially if we play doubles, yeah. barely even move is what I hear. Sure, sure. So that sounds good. Well, I'm impressed like with how many... <clears throat> I gotta say this kindly because that's I'm getting closer to that oh. age. But like, how many like uh, elderly people ish? Oh, it's play you can say it. it's a game for the olds for <clears throat> sure. Yeah, like it's it's like there are people that I've heard that are playing pickleball weekly. That I'm going. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you should do that? Like what? It's a huge deal. Yeah. Um. So do you know when pickleball was invented? No idea, because I didn't know much about it when we were talking about it. <laughs> 1965. Hmm. After playing golf one Saturday during the summer, Joel Pritchard, congressman from Washington State, and Bill Bell, yeah. successful businessman, returned to Pritchard's home on Bainbridge Island. Okay. Their family's sitting around with nothing to do. Property had an old badminton court, so they looked for some badminton equipment and couldn't find a full set of rackets. They improvised and started playing with ping pong paddles and a perforated plastic ball. First, they placed the net at the badminton height. Um, The following weekend, then the game was introduced again. Soon, the three men created rules relying heavily on badminton. So it's a Mm, cousin of badminton. I was going to say, it's definitely an offshoot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right in between if, if you had a triangle that was ping pong, tennis, badminton, pickleball would be in the middle. Huh. Fair enough. It's like right in the center of. Okay. Yeah. I like it. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I can't wait to start playing. Pickleball. So Hey, let's uh dude, let's grab I a am snack. Hungry. Yeah, me too. Dude, what <laughs> is this? This is throwback. Uh, OG vintage. This is this might someday we Whoa. can only hope that this would be considered OG camp cooler or camp camp kitchen. Camp kitchen. So describe it. Today we are are throwing down on some quesadillas. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. With a with a little bit of a artisan flavor. We got gouda. Hmm. We did shift it up with good with the cheese. No gouda instead of uh, just regular cheddar or what? Spicy. I, I usually like the Mexican flavor. Mexican blend Mexican is usually blend. like yeah. a like a white and yellow cheese. White and yellow with some taco seasonings. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. You know, <clears throat> the quesadilla does not disappoint. No, it's really good. Yeah. Hmm. We could probably not take a bite at the same time. Mm. For me, though, <laughs> the key, the deal breaker, is mm. the flour corn hybrid blend tortilla. I would agree. <clears throat> and in fact, I would have been not a believer of that stipulation. Mm-hmm. But just in this bite I took, yeah. when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's it. it that's is. it it's right the there. the perfect amount of yeah. crunch mm-hmm. and... Oh, so good. So good. Okay, you Let's, going for it? You having a bite? Oh, go ahead. Go you ahead. know what also also kind of looks like this? Hmm. Our topic. <laughs> Our topic. It does. Yeah, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about hmm. slugs and snails. 
Yeah, today. I love it. I, it. It's crazy. So we've talked about ticks this season. Now we're getting into slugs and snails. I mean, maybe this is maybe a theme for... Maybe we're just like a nature, like a... Yeah. We talked about rain and mm-hmm. like the, the, the kind of biblical proportions of rain mm-hmm. that we're getting. And we're like science and nature podcast now. Oh, yeah. But I also like we don't... And nature. We don't... I mean, I don't camp. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time to camp. So maybe that can be our new focus. <laughs> I actually watched a documentary on mushrooms the other day. It was really fascinating. Mm. So hmm. maybe we'll have to talk about that in one of these episodes. I love it. Pretty cool. Let's come back and chat about that. All right. Dude, uh, we are sliding into summer at a snail's pace. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, you see that? I see that. Have you been noticing where I, where I think I came up and saw this was that because it has been so wet, we have many more snails and slugs out everywhere. Have you so been many. seeing more? Yeah, yeah. They're everywhere. Everywhere. My property has them all over the place. It's so, so bad. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we want to talk about today. Snails and slugs? Snails and slugs, dude. Snails and slugs. Should we care about them? <laughs> I, well, see, that's what I was wondering, like, in our research for this. I'm just kind of trying to figure out, like, hey, are they, like, an indicator species, or are they just vermin that, like, they are? And from the from my reading, it kind of feels like they're more toward the vermin end of the spectrum than the indicator species. Oh, they're really? not, like, super sensitive to environmental changes sure. or whatever. They're just always kind of there. They're just there. and they Sometimes they're there more. They soldier on. Sometimes they're there less. <laughs> yeah. You catch them with beer in your... Yeah, you can that? catch them with beer. We you gave up because garden? it just got expensive. Because, like, they'll... Like, where we're at, they never stop coming. Oh, and they don't want, like, the cheap beer. They're like, no, no we use an IPA, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want something more hoppy. <laughs> no, we... I mean, it was definitely, like, the... Cheap beer, whatever beer I didn't want to drink, was mm-hmm. that was what was going in. But what we noticed was you would set it out, it would get full of slugs, which you're like, gross. Now this thing's full of slugs. So you full dump of slugs? it. Oh, yeah. Like four or five, six slugs in your Whoa, cup, right? The big ones. So you dump them out. I think we're definitely going to have to put this link in the show notes because did you notice it has a scale so you can measure? Oh, you can measure you the can slugs. Measure the slugs. Gross. How big were the slugs that you were catching? Dude, probably <clears throat> like was that centimeters? Centimeters. Oh, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't it be? I'd say between seven and eight. Like that's they're they're like the medium size. You oh know? wow, yeah, that's a good size. That's a good size slug. <clears throat> yeah, they and they will decimate a garden. Yeah. Know? So do you ever just sit? You probably didn't because you had them in your garden. But do you ever just sit there and watch them in fascination, just how they chew? How they like? Oh, huh? Because I want them to go away. But I've been watching them, so like I'll see them out in the front of the house. Yeah, and they'll just be on like a, a leaf. Yeah, and, and you watch them. They just chew, 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 chew. Are they like typewriter? It's kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> they go. <laughs> ding. Yeah, it was so. They're so cool. But you don't want them in your garden. Mm-mm. Now, did you tend to have snails or slugs? Slugs, definitely in my house. Slugs. You don't have camping <clears throat> slugs. <clears throat> huh? Camping slugs. I don't. I don't. Well, think that's so. a snail because it takes its house wherever it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, no, they're they're all slugs, and the ones we've got are like those dark brown ones or whatever. We'll get, oh, we'll get the to dark that. ones. Oh, okay. 
So do you know, let me, let me give you a quiz here. Can you name any parts of a slug? Um, from, I, I have to, I mean, it's not super fair cause I did a little reading preparing for this. I know that the mantle is a piece and it's like oh, yeah. up around the head area. Yeah. Kinda like uh-huh. that, like, yeah. The shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then the foot obviously is the bottom part kind of around the edge. Foot fringe. Is that how they move? <clears throat> they move that little foot thingy? I don't know. Or do you think know. it's a full body deal like a worm? I think it's like, you know, like 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 the centipede dance break dance move, uh-huh. where you go like this down the and you like, yeah. Like, I think that's what they do on on a small scale all the way down their body. Okay. Uh, and then what else they got? They've got. Uh, oh, I I mean I can't remember. I mean, obvi- other than the obvious like eyes and like they have a breathe hole. That's up on the mantle area. Is that the pneumostome? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't is know what that that's thing's the called. Is that the, like, that. little deal there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Then yep, they yep, get yep. The, the, where they breathe out their waste hole. Oh, wait. <laughs> they breathe <laughs> out their waste hole? Wait, they... I think that's where they poop. Is that is that is that a breathing thing? No, it's just... <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, that's pretty much my the extent of my anatomy knowledge. Okay. Of slugs. Um and and again, like when I was like reading that, I was like they were, I was breaking down like the anatomy of the slugs and I'm like, "Well, it's just a slug." Like, oh, they're just gross. They are kind of gross, but they're fun. We get them a lot in Rivers Food Bowl. Oh, yeah. Is it outside all the time? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it just it sits outside empty. Okay. Okay, so do you have have you have you've licked a slug? Mm-hmm. I have licked a slug, but you've not eaten a slug yet. <clears throat> no, I've never eaten them. Uh, I've eaten snails, but I've never I've never eaten a slug. You uh, ate a snail? Mm-hmm. Oh, like in a restaurant? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not just like oh that look, little guy looks. They're tasty. really good with butter and garlic, you know. Or not? I wouldn't say they're really good. They're edible. Is like, that escargot? I think is that what so. That is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's kind of nice, but what isn't good with butter and garlic like that? You know, if True. it's if it's relatively edible, yeah. So well, there are also some things that we can learn from slugs mm-hmm. because they have some pretty unique mating rituals, <laughs> dude. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> reading through, so we're gonna we're gonna link this in the show notes. And somehow I I oh. erased a link. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. Um, but I've got it here. Oh, here I got it. I got so it. So let me just start with some basic facts we need to understand about slugs. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Slugs do not. There's no gender. Right. To slugs, they're hermaphrodites. So, hermaphrodite, so hermaphroditic. Is that what Herma- you would her- say? That? Hermaphrodites. Yeah. Hermaphroditic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. They have both male and female genitalia. Mm-hmm. Some can even self-fertilize. Crazy. <laughs> so this is important when we get into the next fact about love darts. <laughs> That's what I wanted to get to. <laughs> I was reading through this, and um, for those of you you're that just are reading, gonna... reading, you're like, "This is not fun. This is boring. no, this, this is boring. boring. What? No, just you wait. <laughs> hey, listen. All you have to get to if you follow the show notes is page three. Okay. okay. Behavior. <laughs> Behavior. <laughs> and it talks about um, <laughs> during mating, 
Many species use love darts. So these are calcium carbonate darts. Some are more like spears or arrows. And I'm not kidding you. This looks like a legitimate like uh, like arrowhead. Oh, you that would find. actually is one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, which they try to stab each other uh, prior to mating. The successful individual, the stabber, will will typically fertilize more eggs than the stabbed. Gosh, man. Oh, so they're both trying to stab each other. I think. Because or... they both have eggs to get fertilized, and they both got a stabber. <clears throat> I And that's the part that was a little confusing, because I'm like, you, you're still picturing them in like male and female versions. No. But it's not. So it's like whoever gets stabbed the most, you know, due to like the hormones that it gets delivered with the dart, you know, so you're getting more, you, you know, you're kind of, I don't know, are you losing or winning? Because it's like... If you're fertilized more, I don't know. I don't know. It seems very violent. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there's like slow motion video of this happening under a telescope. If it's slow motion, it would be so slow because, I mean, we're talking slugs and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I got mosquitoes all over me. Do you got mosquitoes? I haven't noticed. Okay. Yeah, so that is crazy, crazy. Okay. Um, And then there was was another... um, Oh, I got to go to page 18. Go to page 18. <clears throat> so the Wait. leopard snail. You want to go to page 18? I think you're going to miss one. Am I going to miss one? Page 11. Fill me in. The Areolimax columbianus, <laughs> common name the banana slug. Yeah. They're iconic species for the Pacific Northwest. But you oh, yeah, they're like banana, f- <laughs> banana colored, right? With right. black dots on them. Banana slug is one of, the, one of the few native slugs to the Northwest. Yeah. And their behavior, mm-hmm. known for gnawing off their mate's penis after mating. <laughs> so if you see a banana slug next time, you can share some fun facts yeah. with the kids Did you or know? the others on your hike. Yeah. Did you know that the banana slug, mm-hmm. native to the Pacific Northwest, is known for gnawing off its mate's penis after mating? Yeah, well, because, and, and the reason that, that wouldn't be terribly weird is that Anytime somebody sees like spiders that do that stuff, they're like, did you know that? Or like a praying mantis. They're like, yeah, oh, after yeah. copulation, dude, they, they eat the head of the of the male, you know, like kill him, you know, they decapitate wow. him. So it's craziness. We could, do, we, yeah, you could share that. I look forward to the opportunity to share that, actually. <laughs> That's a pretty good fun I fact. might t- share that with people when we're in no environment where there's slugs. <laughs> like just out to lunch at the Olive Garden. I would, yeah. I mean, that's one way. Typically, guys like that get reported. So, so well, the, I mean, some people talk about the weather. Some yeah. te- people talk about nature. It's true. That's true. So the leopard slug. So the leopard slug. It's on page eighteen. Page eighteen. It is not a native species. So this is what gets me worked up because it's it's a it's oh, origin is Europe. That um, one looks like a snake. What? It has snake markings, kind of. Well, like yeah, it's more, it's more, yeah, definitely that. Um, and so its behavior while mating, which I don't know why they're so obsessed with this, but whatever. While mating, they hang upside down from a string of mucus with their genitalia intertwined below them. So it's like, I don't know if they oh. like grab a, uh, hold on to like a branch or like a bush or something. And then they like this, they, they dangle from like a string of like slug slime. Or whatever. Slug slime is gross. It's super gross. It's su- super oh. gross. So yeah, just like super strange behavior when they're when they're just 
trying to be slugs and make more slugs. So how do you think the Limex Maximus made its way to the Pacific Northwest? I was thinking about that. And it's obviously it's got to be on like ships or like something uh, on, you know, if they brought animals or, mm. or, you know, plants or whatever. And they had like plants. baby slugs on the plants or whatever. They didn't stop at the, the like invasive species checkpoint. The, apparently not. Right. Hmm. It's like, oh, did you bring any fruit, fresh fruit? No, no, no fruit. No, no. <laughs> Just a no. fruit tree. <laughs> fruit trees. <laughs> uh-huh. We got something's in these boxes, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Dude, I read a fascinating article. I'll share it with you. Yeah. In the New Yorker on all of the um, container ships that go overboard each year. Really? Uh-huh. Like in the ocean, right? on the, That on the, tip over. The, like the stuff falls into the ocean. Mm-hmm, the whole container ship falls into the ocean. And so like you could have oh, some slugs and plant fruit trees going from one country to another, falls over. Washes ashore, all the stuff. Then you have slugs. But this was really interesting because it was there's a project where this guy started tracking the things that were in these known lost container ships. Yeah, because they tip over. It's not the ships; it's the container. The container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Not the whole ship. I was gonna say. But these things. I mean, the numbers on these things. What? How many sh- containers they're carrying? Yeah, are incredible. Really. And it was the history of this going all the way back from like longshoremen and uh, the time it took and how cost expensive it was to move all these containers and ship goods and now it's all that's crazy now it's all robots and computer programming and all this so it's everything is ship cheaper to to ship now move around the world but these ships are overloaded and so they'll hit a storm mm-hmm. and they'll lose 40 containers <coughs> wow and like, there go the nike or jordans the legos the whatever lincoln logs whatever it may be and then that's this guy crazy. started this project where he started saying something that he was tracking because everything was individually numbered. It might have been some shoes. Mm-hmm. He started this project to like track where those went and the top of the ocean currents and how it moved stuff around the world. It was, hmm. it was a good article. Interesting. For as boring as you it sounds. You find some weird stuff, man. Anything that I can read that's not an email I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. So this is probably way back in like the pirate days. Right, when they, slugs came over, when the slugs came I'm, over, I'm thinking, yeah, like before I, the Titanic. You think as fast as slugs move, it's gonna have to ha- have happened a long time ago. How long does it take a slug <laughs> to come from to Europe get across the world? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, so and that's the thing. It brings you to like invasive species because like we've only talked about slugs, but like mm. in the Northwest, you know, we <clears throat> we've got invasive species of snails that uh, what? I'm listening. You got. <laughs> Look at this one. Yeah. Uh, why don't you just share? Look at this one here. See it? Yeah. That's what it looks like when it's cold. <laughs> sorry. Invasive species. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, you got to check this book out. This is like the best free book I've ever got. We'll link it in the show. <laughs> Please link this in the show. His other This is on page 21. His slug buddy's like, "Dude, what happened to you?" He's like, "I was in the pool. I was in the pool." <laughs> Twenty-one. 
Oh. <laughs> this is pretty funny. That is, sorry. <laughs> Invasive species. I'm not for them. <coughs> do you completely dry out your wading boots before you go to the next trip? <clears throat> Actually, I do. Excellent. There you go. I've got a, I've got a little shoe dryer. I put them on. <laughs> yeah. So that's really good because that's one of the reasons why they talk about how you're, why they're trying to ban like the felt things because they're like yeah you can transfer the things but the best way to do it is to completely dry your stuff out. Dry them out. Yeah. Yeah. I actually spray mine a lot with like cleaner too. Oh. <clears throat> so nice. Yeah, I try to do my part. Oh go. my goodness. <clears throat> I, I came. I lost my <laughs> train of thought. One of the things I came across was because when I got when I got to thinking about uh, like if you lick a slug, you know, it like makes your tongue tingle or yeah. whatever. Uh, and then I was like, well, are they poisonous? Like, is it a like why oh. why are they? Is it more than just a defense? Like a you know for for people, maybe they're less dangerous or whatever. But so I started checking out like, hey, are are slugs poisonous? Okay. And so <clears throat> they do have um, some there is a, there's poisonous slugs and there there are sea slugs. And they're actually pretty dangerous, I what guess. What page? Uh, so it's a new it's a link I put in the show notes oh. that you should have probably saw. Um, so the Glocalus and Glocalus and and Atlanticus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now they're <clears throat> basically like it basically what I read was the sea slugs that are brightly colored uh-huh. are it's they're poisonous. So and nature does that all the time, right? Like usually um <clears throat> something is brightly colored, meaning, hey, I'm dangerous, stay away. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll get species that copy those things, like we talked about with the coral, coral snake. snake, king snake. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like it starts with the one that's actually poisonous. And so I've seen on like either Instagram or something like that, like some dude holding one of these little blue dragon looking thingies on his Mm. finger and and comments are like, wow, dude, that's super dangerous, whatever. Hmm. But it says these sea slugs are pelagic. They float upside down by using the surface tension on the water and they stay uh, to stay up where they are carried along the winds, blah, blah, blah. That's how they get around. Um, and then it talks about their venom and stuff. It says it said that they feed on pelagic creatures, including um, the Portuguese man of war. So they feed on those things. And other venomous, uh, whatever this is, siphonophores. Is this what we're looking at? We're looking at this thing? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. That thing is crazy. Yeah, this sea slug stores stinging uh, things. I don't know how to okay. n- nematocytes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, from the other part, <laughs> whatever, within its own tissues um, as defense against predators. Humans handling the slug may receive a very painful and uh, potentially dangerous sting. Oh. Yeah. So so if you're swimming and you touch one of these, this is like where you have to have your like your friend pee on pee you. on you right right <laughs> like i would just go with that you know yeah. and they're like i thought that was jellyfish and you're like well it probably applies to this now it's too. probably the same right i don't know i touch something floating can yeah. you pee on me right you got to respect a creature that goes after the portuguese man of war i know i read that that's right? an aggressive move that like, thing is super cool though like if you just yeah. had a yeah. little aquarium at the house that would be a fun thing to tell your friends about right and if you see it 
It, they're tiny. They like they would they would fit on like the the last little knuckle of your finger. They're tiny. Well, at first I was looking at all these big slugs and I was seeing yeah. this quarter and I'm like, what's the point of this quarter? Yeah, right. right? Did you see that of the size? Yeah, yeah. Right, and then right. you get down to some of these little teeny guys and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, they're that little. makes sense. Uh huh. Because the picture is so zoomed in, mm-hmm. you're like, that's mm-hmm. a big dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like less than the size of a eraser on a pencil. And that's like the that invasive species. You see them <clears throat> a lot in the Deschutes River. You see them a lot in a lot of Northwest rivers. But these, I can't remember what the name of the snail is. I should know that. Um, but yeah, they're little. They're tiny. But so if you accidentally, here's what I wondered at times. If you accidentally step on a snail, mm-hmm. you break its house. Does it just go find a new house or is that the end of the snail? I'm not sure, actually. I, I think that's a bad bad day for the snail. Because we had one living on the side of the house here for a couple weeks, and then it got out in the ground, and I stepped on it on accident. I'm I'm, I'm going to say that, that that snail was, and it no longer is. Mm, okay. So, maybe. And with all this rain and stuff like that, um, I just feel like we're seeing a bunch of them right now. Oh, did you make it to page 39? <clears throat> no. We should tell the listener about this. All right, go for it. Caution. Terrestrial snails and slugs are themselves harmless, but caution should be exercised when handling them. Around the world, slugs and snails are vectors for a variety of parasitic worms. Hmm. Typically, these are acquired by eating, accidentally or otherwise, slugs or snails, their eggs, or in some cases, their slime trails. A particular concern for that's a good thing for me to know about. I shouldn't just flip the snail, the slug out of the dog's food bowl, but I should go wash it. Clean it. it. Yeah, clean it. This is news you can use here. These dangerous parasites have been moving around the world and could be introduced to Oregon by rats or mollusks, mollusks, both mm-hmm. of which take advantage of the high volume and speed of modern trade. Rat lungworm has been found in the U.S. and Florida, Hawaii, and Louisiana. It's a good idea to thoroughly wash your hands after ho- handling mollusks hmm. or wear rubber gloves, the experts do, and vegetables and fruit that may have been in contact with mollusks. So if you... Okay, so here's the thing. You might be like, oh, I don't necessarily need to wash my cucumbers because I don't spray my garden yeah. with any pesticides yeah. and it's organic. But yeah. maybe you don't want the slime from the slugs that you don't even see. You know what I do? Here's my thought on that. Organic gardening at home. Okay. <clears throat> do you mow your lawn near your garden? Probably. Yeah. So the exhaust from your from your mower sprays all over your garden. Yeah. So, dude, it's like on your plants. So you're saying we should just... You should probably, put, probably wipe that stuff out or wash it. Yeah. Right? It's like, ah, hey, you don't want that. I'm bad. You are bad. I was just going to say, I'm you're bad. bad. I'm bad. <laughs> um, I, I really should. And this is reinforcing yeah. the need. I don't wash my fruits and vegetables. Ever? No. Store-bought? No. Oh, my gosh. I do. It's part of that, like, my philosophy that, like, eating expired foods just helps build up some good base-level immunity to those things. Mm. But you never know if the guy <laughs> picking picking the the potato, right, or mm. putting the potato on the shelf at the store, mm-hmm. like, you don't know. Did they go to the bathroom and not wash their hands? You don't know. It's kind of gross when well, you think about it. Well, if you look at... The law in Oregon, it's like you have to have a bathroom for field workers within like 100 feet. And so that's an outhouse. Mm-hmm. And they some of them provide washing stations and some of them don't. And do, do they enforce if uh, they wash their hands or not? They might Probably have hand not. sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. 
No, I get it. <clears throat> One thing I've always wanted to do, you know, in the summertime when you see all the workers out there getting the vegetables and mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. like I just want to fill a cooler up with some like some good stuff because I'm sure they have water, mm-hmm. right? something some, nice, some Gatorades, mm-hmm. some sparky water. Mm-hmm. I have the best intentions, and then just go, hey, thank you. Yeah, Here, I think it was enjoy. particularly during the pandemic when it was like. Nobody is out anywhere doing anything. Right. These guys are out. They were out in the field. Thank you. That's awesome. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Well, maybe that's it for slug and snail talk. But next time, what are we going to talk about? We don't know yet. It's going to be interesting. Just you wanted to. Trust me. What if one mushroom said to the other mushroom? (laughs) You're a really fun guy. There you go. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with a friend. Email us with questions or topic ideas at breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your topic, we'll even send you a sticker to say thanks. Check us out at patreon.com slash breakingcamp and join the Breaking Camp family today. Now get outside and have some fun.